we got a real easygoing episode for you guys today. Tons of pop culture goodness, some great baby talk, the least pretentious destination wedding talk you've ever heard, plus a huge announcement right here on the show regarding said nuptials. Uh, we wonder aloud what it's like to date some of these hilarious Democratic candidates. We debate a little bit about historic first ladies, and we go in on Trump's xenophobic Oscar rant. Speaking of tiny men, did you see Mike Bloomberg lay that large, luxurious turd of a performance at this week's debate? Well, we've got analysis of that and all the chutzpah that $400 million can buy you, plus the resurrection of Crazy Uncle Joe. We take a quick look at what Medicare for All means for you, and in sports, we do a very amateur breakdown of the Tyson Fury-Deontay Wilder rematch. It's all here and more on this week's episode. The Born to Be Mild Podcast. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Born to Be Mild Podcast. This is Ron Cabuno here with Pete Crawford. Here to bend your ear for another hour or so. How you doing, Pete? I'm having a wonderful afternoon. Is it afternoon yet? I'm having a wonderful afternoon. It is afternoon. Yeah, been great. Hey, you know why it's an afternoon? Because we had to wait on my daughter to go to sleep. I know. I'm, I'm pretending ridiculous. I didn't know that, but yes, I was patiently waiting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I feel like Sully Sullenberger every time I put this girl to bed. I am like landing the spruce goose on a bumpy uh, Lake Placid or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. You know what? I, in the Hudson. Yeah, I don't think but, it was Lake Placid. <laughs> what I'm saying is that there is a lot of technicality in it, and I pat myself on the back every time when I am successful. Oh, it's good. I mean, you know, I kind of feel sex. Uh, oh, Lord. I almost said I kind of feel like sex. I kind of feel successful when I. <laughs> it's a terrible way to uh, direct your conversation while you're talking about a baby. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to stop kind of there. Feel, the little success. I kind of feel. T- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, anyways, ding dong. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. Balls. This is what happens baby. when we wait balls, too long. <laughs> when we wait too long to start the show, everyone goes slap happy. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I need a fucking nap. <laughs> well, you've got a whiskey, right? I mean, like you've a, got your, uh, your, your bourbon ready. Yeah. Yeah. It's for emergencies only. Okay. Well. That's good. If this shit goes south, which it's on its way to. Oh, it's at least southwest. Uh, that's what we're going to. Yeah, that's right. So we're boarding in zones right now. <laughs> so what do you got going? All right. Well, you know, I just have like a whole, you know, mess of baby things going on. You got a, sleep, um, you got a sleeping baby I, finally. I do. But like when I don't have a sleeping baby, I've had to rely on a couple of new mechanisms couple of new vehicles and devices to keep her keep her happy i finally turned on a little television programming for her um i made sure that it was wholesome programming it is daniel tiger it's it's really close it's the (laughs) children's equivalent do you know daniel tiger i it sounds familiar but i don't think i know what it is all right so he is the cartoon derivative from Fred Rogers. Is he related to Tony the Tiger? Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, not the cereal man. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. No, he's not the son of Tony. That would be way lamer, and we don't even know what Tony's morals are. Well, he likes sports. 
Exactly. So he could just be some kind of jock, man. That's true. I bet sports can be awesome. Anyways. Yeah, but okay, Mr. Rogers is obviously better. Okay, go ahead. Mr. Rogers is the gold standard. He is. And that's the point. The point is that, like, I didn't want to put her in front of anything for entertainment purposes. And honest to God, I'm going to say something here. It was so I could take a poop. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was so... If she's not banging on the door and crying and wondering where I'm at because I don't want her like all up on me really. And maybe that's just me, but I don't. So it was that and she was way past her nap time and I had her in the little uh, playpen out there and I put on Daniel Tiger. And the stuff is loaded with really good morals and lessons and songs and it's everything's fun and everyone's having a nice time. And, um, it's real quality programming. And like the, the animation is such that the cartoons get really close to the screen and they're like interacting with the kid. So, you know, it's for a really tiny kid and everything's on their level and it, it's really good. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, be sure to check it out. I'm enthralled by your description. It's good, man. It's good. There's a lot of great melodies, you know? Um, mm-hmm. that Mr. Rogers show in general had some really nice jazz riffs going through it. So if you didn't, if you general. didn't have a kid, you'd be watching the show still, right? I would. I'm a huge <laughs> Mr. Rogers fan. I gotta, I gotta catch I, that I, film. I'm, I haven't seen it yet. I, can I tell you that watching the documentary that came out a couple years ago that preceded the Tom Hanks mm-hmm. thing just made me ball my eyes yeah. out. I had to watch I it. I did watch that. I had to watch it I'm alone. To, what, what is it called again? I, I can't remember. Um, I watched it too a couple years ago, and it was very good, very uh, touching. I don't know. I thought it was a beautiful day in the. That's what I was thinking but... too, but I feel like I'm just saying that because that's what I would name it. <laughs> so, no, that's what is it's that called. what it is? Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was very good. No, no, that's the new one. That's the new one with. Oh, Tom that's the Hanks. Tom Hanks one. Okay, that makes no. What was right. that documentary called though? It, it had a, a a name. I don't know. It had a clever name too. I think. Um, but I did see that. It did. And I, it I thought it was really good. And uh, but I have not seen the Tom Hanks movie, and I, I want to see. It, it was called "Won't You Be My Neighbor." Was that what it was? Yes, that sounds yeah. right. Okay. And it. I don't care how good Tom Hanks is, and I can't wait to see that new. You know that new movie. This documentary with the real dude, and watching him interact with these kids is. Something for all time. Uh, yeah. Something for the ages. I agree. I really liked it. His con- his connection. When oh. did that come out? That was... Uh, it was, was 18. It t- 2018? I was going to say 17 yeah. or 18. Yeah. If anyone hasn't seen that, that is worth watching for sure. Um, I really liked it. Wow. So... Uh, I told the wife. I said, I'm I'm glad that I watched it alone because I didn't want you to watch me ball my right. eyes out like That's that. That's why I have to watch Titanic alone, you know? Never seen it. Sorry. <laughs> you didn't see Titanic when it came out? No. By, by protest at an early age, uh, everyone was on oh, board, God. and I was just sure. an anti kind of you were anti-establishment you know, to this day, contrarian. Yeah, at a young, yeah, at a uh, young age, the so pretension. I saw everybody jump you. on board with that stuff. Had to be palpable, and I, yeah, exactly, <laughs> absolutely, the angst and the <laughs> contempt, the contempt for pub uh, popular opinion. Yeah, so you, you were probably what fifteen, something like that, when it came out. Oh, right, the, per- the right. perfect angsty age. <laughs> Yeah, but I was really conformist in a lot of other ways. I just really took a stand on this one thing. I had a girlfriend at the time, so I got drugged to it. Um, of course, man. That's totally cool and totally yeah, acceptable. Man, it was a long time you in know. the theater. Whew. And, 
Whoa, yeah, that was a long yeah, one, right? it was. That was a three-hour one back but, when that was a real Right, because I saw Avengers uh, Endgame uh, last spring, whenever it came out, and... Uh, well, it's no thing three nowadays. three hours, and I, you know, but the, watching Titanic is not the same as watching a Marvel movie. It was a little slower, a little too much Leo before Leo was Leo, if you know what I mean. And uh, I do. That's why it was one of my main, you know, reasons for protest. Like, I don't want to watch some little boy man. <laughs> because of Leo? Steal the show the whole time and, his, and uh, be gaga over. Post, uh, That's not what I was there what, for. What show was he on? Was it Family? T- oh, no, it was uh, Growing Pains he was on. It is post-Growing Pains. Yeah, era. he was the streeter. <laughs> the, street, the kid they brought in basically when the, the show was going downhill. They're like, we need somebody else. Bring this guy in. He's going to be one of the greatest yep. actors in America someday. Kirk Cameron's <laughs> tight, tight curls just weren't enough to keep it that couldn't do it together. anymore. Kirk Cameron had to turn to God. He made a hard turn. A very God. hard one. So did his sister. They both did. That's good. You do want to do it uh, with others. <laughs> that means you're. That, <laughs> that means you're evangelizing. Correctly. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Bring them aboard. Good for them. So yeah. <laughs> So that's all that's going on. Uh, what else is going on with the baby? Oh, so how about she, <clears throat> you know, we're teaching her how to give and receive things. Be polite. We're also saying, here's how to do things gently. Mm-hmm. Take things, give them back. Oh, isn't that nice? Yes, we're sharing and we're being civil. It's awesome. So we tried this this morning and... Um, she finishes her bottle and I'm like, all right, hand it to me. And I'm sitting on the floor with her in the kitchen and she puts it on the ground, looks at me right in the eye because normally she's just in her high chair looking at me right in the eye and throwing things on the ground like, hey, bro, pick <laughs> that up. And I'm like, OK, no problem. <laughs> I want to see the, the hey, bro thought bubble above her head and the uh, the comic book version. of You this. can see it in her eyes. You can see it like, fuck you. I need entertained and I am full. And so <laughs> let I can the never games see begin. it. It's, that's got to be something when you have a kid. When I see a baby, I don't see anything in their eyes. Uh, just emptiness. And I think that's well, a reflection no. of when you see my a baby, soul. you're thinking about a baby. This girl is 10 months old going on 2 to 3 years old. When do you stop She's being a baby? She's giant for her age. She's giant for her age and she is um really really smart. It's really funny. What age are you not uh, a baby though? Like, is it six months? What age or? are you not a baby? Yeah. I would say six months. Six yeah, months? it's a real fine line. When you start being mobile is, is for me, when things – or for most people, it's when it's a game changer. So what, are, what is she now? Because before, you can leave her go. She to- Ten toddler? months? No, I mean, like, what what is the, the moniker for what she is now? Is she a toddler? Technically, I think under a year, you're an infant. An infant. Then, okay. Yeah. So once she starts really toddling, then she'll be a toddler. Like that's like a two. She's toddling like crazy. Two, I don't even know she's, what toddling is. Mean, she's not is, walking, so. but you know, it's like being a weeble wobble. You're wobbling, but you don't fall right. down. You're toddling. So it's what the word sounds like. Gotcha. Um, that's right. What do they call that? An onomatopoeia? I haven't used that word in probably so. a decade. Yeah. Um, it's a great word. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not easy to spell. I remember I tried to r- back to the write store. That out one time. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell me more about the toddler. It's. I mean, the end. But yeah, so getting back to the onomatopoeia, it's the ending that's funny because it's the It's po- polite. Yeah, yeah, there's like 11 vowels it's in a row. Yeah. They basically just put yeah, all the vowels there. <laughs> it's like, you know, when on South Park, when Randy has a turd that comes out of his mouth, he's like, <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Oh, that's, a, that's where they're shoving food up their butts, right? They're trying to eat that way? Yeah. Yep. Backwards I eating. I haven't yes, seen that episode correct. in a minute. 
I haven't actually watched, classic, watched South Park in a minute, but that's one I remember. I have not either. However, whenever you check in, it's, it's still, still just as great yeah, as ever. Yeah, it's not like The Simpsons. Clever. It never fell off. No, but The Simpsons came back. If you watch them in the last couple of years, it's really high quality once again. I don't, yeah, but you know what? I think the high quality of the animation and stuff like that, the production value, that damages it for me. The Simpsons to me was that gritty 90s looking, kind of sloppy. Like sometimes the yeah, see a but frame when where you the go back through the archives, like or when you go back through the archives, you're gonna realize that a lot of your favorite episodes are way past the production value. Well, I don't know. A like, mutual friend of ours. Doing it. We're we're watching uh, some of the the old episodes recently. Now, granted, this was late at night, and we were probably not sound of mind, but they seem to hold up really well, just the way that I remembered them. So, I, I they had that. That kind of gross, chewy, crunchy, like it, it felt really authentic. I loved that. Might be nostalgia. Yeah. Might be nostalgia. So, no, no. A lot of it feels like it's like straight from the drawing board or the writing. Oh board. yeah, it does. The writers like dead. there was no edits. Like cool. It's Print fresh. It. <laughs> it's this looks good. Yeah. This shit is quick. This shit is witty. Yeah. This shit is cutting. like five jokes in These ten kids seconds. Are I loved it. It was it was so fast and. And all those characters are so well played out. Like Lisa, what a great character she was. What a great foil for Bart. Oh, yeah. By the time it was like season four, they had really... Because you remember at the beginning, it was really the Bart show. Like everyone just wanted to watch because of Bart. Because he rode the skateboard. Yeah, don't have a Super cow. Super 90s. And I that he had. Eat my shorts. And, uh, you know, then Homer kind of became... Because he was so dumb and he became the... Kind of the uh, the lead character. But man, you know what the, he the whole was? family was, it was so fleshed concurrent. out. It was concurrent with Al Bundy. Sort of after, as Al Bundy became like the lovable doofus. And that, right, so you pave the way in real life, and now you have the ability to take it over the edge in the cartoon form. Yeah. And a cartoon version can hold its own on primetime. Oh, it, it became... That, was, that the, was a crazy transition right there. Yeah, and it was the archetype. From there on out, really, it set the the entire uh, pace for the rest of the '90s. The father in commercials and sitcoms, everything after that was always kind of a lovable doofus, a little sloppy, maybe a little overweight, hairs kind of going away. You know that that's that's the standard. Looking at you, Kevin James, King of Queens. <laughs> you know Queens. what? That's who I was thinking <laughs> of exactly when I said that. I was thinking of him and maybe some random dad in like a Tide commercial. Where there's like a no, you got to be thinking a way too of hot wife washing his the shirt. other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, what's his face? Uh, who's the Saturday Night Live guy that died? God, that which one? The good one. The good okay, one. Okay, well, it was first. It was Belushi. Belushi, his brother, his shitty oh, show. God, Jim Belushi. According to Jim, what is it called? According to Jim, yeah, that's even a lazy name. <laughs> that's what name. I'm thinking of. <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's all shows like that. Because before that, like in the '80s, they had like these fatherly fathers. Then they all became dumpster fires in the '90s. They they, they became idiots. They all they turned became into Homer line. Simpson. <laughs> like yeah, and it wasn't punchline in an Archie Bunker way where he had a strong opinion and was a strong person. Oh, oh yeah, Cr- he was a weak person. Archie was just he was a cranky, out of date, conservative down. with a temper problem. And yeah, no, these guys they didn't have strong opinions. <laughs> <laughs> they they were washed up. Their their opinions were: I'm hungry. I want to watch. <laughs> yes, sports. please give me the Stofers <laughs> and leave me alone. Yeah. What's for dinner? Oh, I'm getting yelled at again. <laughs> like 
over and over that joke. Oh my god! And I deserve it. Oh. I screwed up again. The laugh track cued. Wah, wah. All right, so real quick, getting back to the kid. Yeah. Instead of handing me the bottle, she puts the bottle down on the floor, gets her middle finger out, and puts that in the palm of my hand. Oh, well, that is a literal fuck you <laughs> delivered right to your front door. <laughs> <laughs> that is like, all right, so she kind of points with her middle finger and uses her middle finger instead of her pointer finger. She probably break her of that habit, but yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> no, and I won't ever, for this reason alone, it's the way that my grandmother used to point, my yaya. Oh, okay. And it's so cool. And it's like, holy shit, I'm seeing I'm seeing right. my family yeah. in this little fucking, this little monkey on the yeah, floor. Yeah, it's like a fourth generation uh, gene pool just popping back up in her hand right now. Exactly. And so the trait lives on. Yeah. And I'm not going to dissuade it in the least. I think it's adorable and but it was a big fuck you. It's like, no, we'll do we'll work on that another day. She could grow up to be the waitress at the coffee shop on Seinfeld, pointing to the menu for George. <laughs> right, yeah. Questionably pointing to something or flipping somebody off. I think we've managed to squeeze a Seinfeld reference into pretty much every show so far. We should keep that going. <laughs> We should. It's as if we were trying to squeeze a, sci- uh, a Superman reference into every episode. <laughs> there you go. That's two in a row. So um, nice. I got my tetanus shot as far as what's going on here in the non-kid zone. And that's an every 10-year thing, Yeah, right? it's been about 11 for me. And I'm not going out of country right now, but uh, my doctor was on my butt. Have you been lacerated by metal recently? Uh, no, but it, it's actually uh, now it's called the TDAP because it's like several things. Oh yeah, I got a kid. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, those the, I forgot I the tetanus shot is. I always forget it's like the tiniest prick, and you get out of there. You know, I'm gonna get a dub somewhere using the word tiniest prick about something. But anyway, um, you can <laughs> barely <laughs> barely feel it. That might get dubbed into the same thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but keep digging the hole, yeah, my exactly. friend. Go ahead. But I, I, I don't really like needles. But man, I didn't even. I was like, wow. Like, okay, that was that wasn't bad. I walked out of there thinking I was all that was man. And like the next day, <laughs> I couldn't move my shoulder. Like the entire muscle. It is wild, yeah. Oh, I was like one-handed shampooing. It was just awful, awful. And maybe I'm a baby. Turns but, out that no. It turns out that acute tissue penetration uh can really do a number on you oh yeah it'll it'll hurt but yeah. i've had shots where you can like feel the syringe like actually closing and the stuff going and you're like oh no this was nothing mm. it was nothing mm-hmm. and then the next day it was like someone slammed a sledgehammer into my arm repeatedly the entire night Oof. or if you've ever had like any kind of potassium drip or calcium drip of any kind i hear those really burn i haven't I like bananas and milk, but I've never had either of the two. Yeah. Well, that's good. Keep it up. (laughs) Anything else going on on your end? No, the wedding planning, that's ongoing, but I... Dude, tell me about it. All right, so lay it on me. We haven't really talked about this in a while. How's it going? It's going well. I mean, okay, I'm lying. It's going terrible. Uh, Neither of us have like any of the energy. We're so lethargic about it. We we made a get... How far out are you? Well, we made a guest list. And then we felt like we had accomplished. No, I mean, how far out are you from the date? Oh, that's that's something that we have to work on, huh? You don't know the date? 
we keep having problems setting the date because everyone else has a million things going on. And since we're kind of doing, do not worry about no, them. but we're do not worry we're doing about them. an intimate claim in the we're sand. doing an intimate wedding though, and there's certain people we really need to be there. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, you got a court. Yeah, no, it's not like we care about every guest, but we're only going to have like fifty Good. guests, and it's going to be a destination wedding, and we really want people like my cousin, who's going to be my best man. Dude, where are you thinking? So, uh, probably in the south somewhere, something like uh, uh, Florida or maybe like Athens, Ohio. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking more uh, like the Reynoldsburg area of Columbus. Um, <clears throat> Along the river yeah. somewhere. Would <laughs> Way be down nice. south. Um, no, we're, we're looking at maybe Florida or Savannah, Georgia is uh, on our list. Mm. So Delightful. Yeah, but the, we got a guest Savannah's list. Savannah's nice town. We got all kinds of things. You made the guest list. So congratulations on that. The very small. Who, me? Did, yes. No yeah, shit. Dude, that's yeah, awesome. you're my partner. Why wouldn't you make the guest list? Of course you did. Well, you know, I mean, I appreciate it really, like, just because, you know, I, no, I, if you're going to have a really no, small I know what you're thing, saying. then I'm not going to assume a yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to assume a yeah. thing. Well, we, you know, I had a certain amount of guests and I was like, you know, I need people who are close to me in my life right now and in the past. And that's that's what I went with. So, And that, hey, that's breaking news right here on the podcast. It is, yes. And he didn't know about that till now. So you were all privy. No, I'm, I'm warm. <laughs> a great moment. I'm, I'm currently well, warm. you're welcome. I, I hope you get to make it. So I... Well, let's set. Well, let's fucking set a date. Let's get this thing going. <laughs> we'll set the date now. We could probably get more accomplished right now, me and you, than Grace and I would get accomplished in like the next month. So, well, reason being is that I just went through a wedding, so you know you have the person right here who can like, and I, I'm not the average husband who is just arm's length from you know coordination and planning and stuff. I was integral because we did a lot of it ourselves. We saved a lot of money. Oh, yeah. But we had a really fine. It's going to be the same way for us. We're, we're, I'm going to be helping with the planning, and I'm going to be integral to all of the decision making. So, uh, yeah, we nice. we really wish. Just let me know what you need to know. We want to do one of those Hollywood things where there's like that person that just comes into your life and is like, "Let me plan your wedding for you," and we're like, "Great!" And then it's hell yeah. <laughs> well, be prepared to drop some bills, bro. Yeah, we're aware of all that. We're, That's cool. But you're in a town where there are a lot of people, so you might be able to have some folks fight for your business. Yeah. Uh, we, well, I've already had people, you know? uh, photographers, and I, we have a lot of connections. So, But, it, you know, it could be going cool. worse, but it, it needs to be going faster. <laughs> That's all we know for when sure. When would you like – ideally, when would you like to be married by? I don't think it's a question of married by. It's a question of when I'd like the ceremony uh, because it, as far as it goes, we, we already feel like we're – we're basically there. I mean, what's going to change in, in your house? I know, house? but you guys have been together so long that you, all you're doing is making it official. Mm-hmm. So you're only dragging your feet just because it's so much of a to-do. And that's understandable. Like, nobody wants to jump headlong into such an intricate, uh, needless day, right? It is it is you know, plan upon plan. That's why you're saying, let me make it small and let me put it in the hands of somebody else. And I couldn't agree with you more having gone through it myself. Yeah, it's, it's for, definitely a, a burden know, in your hands. Over 300 guests. Yeah. God, yeah. 300. So, yeah, but it was great. You know, it was like it was we were actually legally married for over a year by the time we had or almost or under a year by the time we had the, the ceremony and we had everybody celebrate with us. And it was dope, especially because there was no cold feet. There was no anything. We were already happily married and just working on our lives together and building the family. And then we got to just have this giant party 
and everybody was invited and it was a it was a really fantastic time yeah and we, we there was talk of us actually just having a big party here uh afterwards so, because all the people that want to come aren't going to be able to come so um yes you got to you have to do that for in respect for everybody who has supported you and been your friend along right. the way you got to have pop and pizza or something greater <laughs> pop and pizza Oh my god! You know what I mean? Yeah. Just the bare a minimum. Style, buddy, show right? your respects to your homies, and then they'll bring you, you know, your gifts and whatnot. Yeah, no, uh, we, uh, that that's something that we think your well wishes. Gonna be. I'm, I'm a I'm a bit of a party thrower, so that won't be a problem. But organizing the wedding, there you go. There's been talk of <laughs> just eloping, <laughs> like we'll just go to the the Elvis special in Las Vegas and come back and be done with so, it. So I didn't tell you one of the cool things about my wedding at the end of it. Or not the wedding, obviously this the reception. Mm-hmm. We had three different uh, pizzas from the best places in Youngstown for people on their way out the door after they were all sauced up. We had a pizza buffet, and everything Wait, was out brought the door. in. Hot. Oh, like oh, I got you. I thought you meant out the door for yeah, them. So like I was like it was like a to go thing. Like it's they left the. I see. So it was. It was. Fresh. Yes, it was. Oh, so it was a to go oh, thing. No, you it did was. mean that. So this is the capper. <laughs> On an evening of food and drinks and fun. More food. Right? <laughs> and more food. Well, yeah, that's how we do. I was raised in a Greek household for the most part, and you just eat until it where hurts. Was the, where was the heroes to go? Where was the heroes to go? Loved. Oh, dude, <laughs> if we could have done that, we would have. Yeah. Absolutely. Or Suvlaki. Suvlaki that's to what go. I would rather have done. Suvlaki to go. That would have been delicious. Now you're talking about cutting into all the uh, all the savings. <laughs> We're just gonna have lamb, <laughs> just lamb one on of those giant just in the just parking rotating lot on that thing. <laughs> you got Shaving it. Shaving the meat off. You got. Oh it. my goodness, I would I would love to go to a, a Greek wedding like that, which I well I'm, I'm pretty sure would uh, George has <laughs> been to weddings like that. So for sure, for sure, we got some of the things like the fix fixtures or whatever for our wedding from a fa- uh, friend of the family. Hmm from her granddaughter's wedding that she just had a few months prior. And it was a wedding of 600 people. That's, that's too much. I can't even people. fathom a 600 person uh, wedding. If I tried 200, 300 right. people I mean, is there's, massive. You're, you're talking about 1% of venues in the, in whatever town you're in, even being able to accommodate right. that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to go like a uh, nationwide arena. <laughs> just throw a throw a huge wedding party there right or the ball field like oh yeah all right so wait a second tell me about yeah. this thing that you saw with going on dates with the presidential candidates. oh god this <laughs> i i i want to know i want to hear about well if, I, I guess you kind of would have to be familiar with uh all of the um <laughs> the uh candidates to begin with for it to be funny and all of them aren't perfect so let's assume that I am. That you are? Okay. Well, for instance, basically the the, uh, the entire idea is that it's a quick description of what a date would be like with each one of these candidates. So, okay, so here's uh, Elizabeth Warren. A date with Elizabeth Warren. You meet at 6 a.m. on a Sunday for a hike. She packed a first aid kit, sugar-free snacks, and brought you an extra visor. After mile five, you get tired and asked to rest. She keeps going without you. I read that and I was like, oh, it's a reference to uh, her filibustering for all that time or whatever. So she's got great endurance. And I was like, all right, that's pretty weak. 
But then I read Biden. <laughs> it's like, okay. No, no, because, all right, so I read, I read hers as I have a plan for that. Because she's always talking about how she's got a plan for everything. Oh, yeah, she came so prepared. She seemed very, yeah. pre- her preparedness is at 11. I get right, that. Okay, ahead. the so Biden one, Biden. see this one? <laughs> a little better. He takes you to dinner in the meatpacking district. He orders you a Cosmo before you arrive, <laughs> like on that new Sex and the City show. <laughs> I th- very assumptive, yeah. yes. Okay. He talks all night about a hot nightclub where his friend Barack has a table and he can get us in. Bar- <laughs> Barack never shows up. <laughs> clown. See, now that one was good. Absolutely clown. Is that the yeah, end of it? Yeah, that one is it. All right, that was really See, that good. See, that's one that hooked me. and <laughs> A lot of them were, and the, the Michael Bloomberg one was good. Uh, let's see. What is... <laughs> Oh, this, uh, I don't know why. There's one for, uh, Tulsi here. <laughs> if anyone even still remembers her campaign. Are you yeah. kidding? Let's not give her any I know. No, I'm time. looking at how many. There's still one for Andrew Yang up. <laughs> one for, uh. All right. What's that one? I, I do want to hear. I know. I just don't like Tulsi, uh, but go ahead. Let's, let's hear Yang. You hear, Yang's, I don't really understand. Maybe you can explain it to me. Okay. I'll try. <laughs> he takes you to a restaurant open. Or excuse me. He takes you to a restaurant opening and pays for dinner and Bitcoin. You bring him to a party where he <laughs> knows no one. By the end, the room chants his name while he does keg stands. Hell yeah. Is that Andrew Yang? Well, that's talking about... Yeah, that's absolutely Andrew Yang. Because he's talking about, you know, he's a new tech guy, so he's paying with the cryptocurrency. Uh, that I, that makes sense. Essentially... Why is he doing keg stands? He warms up to you. He Well, he just warms up to you so so nicely. He's he's a good, a good little dude. <laughs> and... I mean, I don't know how tall he is, but I, I assume he's little. Um, oh, come on now with the racial profiling. Um, no, just just based on his relative height in the in the debates, dude. He's got to be taller than Bloomberg, at least. Uh, what do we got? Bloomberg is an Oompa Loompa little impy dude. All right. So Wait, don't we already have someone who's an Oompa Loompa? <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Hey, have you ever... Time out. Yeah, I'm going to sneeze, and I'm going to keep it in. <laughs> I have really good... <laughs> I have really good sneezes. You are so good-looking. I have good really looking. good burps. I have really good farts. They're all really quintessential, and if I was doing any kind of voiceover work, I would sell those. I crammed in another sound sure. reference while you were uh, talking up your farts. That was... Uh... <laughs> You're so good-looking. I got you. I got you, dog. <clears throat> and then... Uh, Nothing escapes The other me. one I really enjoyed was... Uh, uh, Mayor Pete, <laughs> he's got, uh, he takes you to an Afghan restaurant and orders the entire meal in Dari. Is it, okay, is it Dari or Dairy? I don't even know if I know how to pronounce that language. I, I always see it in text and I've never actually spoken it. Anyway. How do you spell it? How do you spell it? It's D-A-R-I. It's, it's one of the, one of the, me, uh, man. yeah, it's, I suck. I'm not Yeah, it's, it's one not of the smart. languages over there and I don't even know how to pronounce it. I feel really, uh. On, on a cultured right now. Anyways, he orders the entire okay. meal in Dari. A man of color walks by and he says, "What's up, my brother?" You leave the emergency room at five a.m. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> <laughs> that one was good too. Um, yeah, that is good because essentially he is trying his hardest to pal up to anybody of darker than exactly the, uh, paper bag. He test. feels like he's trying so and hard. It's just not going to work, and I don't think anybody's really going to be his friend. Like nobody's gonna be like, yeah, bro, you're no, my man. Because it's paper he thin. It yeah, right it's it seems he's placating in such an obvious way. 
It's like that a lot of people call him a robot, and I understand. I I mean, he does feel my a little bit. My support for him is he's very my politically for him is based on the middle. It's it's based on, but you know, all right. So let's just. I guess we can talk about some terrible things. But you know what? Before we do that, I, I for they all. didn't have one for Donald Trump, and I wrote one myself. Because I oh, wanted, to, no I wanted to add to it. Yeah, I thought it would be good. So wait, they didn't have one for Donald Trump. It was Trump. only the Democratic candidates. So That's easy pickings. Let's yeah, hear it, dude. Well, this is easy pickings for, I think, anyone. I don't think you need to know politics. But <laughs> for Donald <laughs> right, Trump, right. I have uh, – he takes you to Taco Bell where he introduces you as a very fine person and tries to order a hamburger. Upon finding out <laughs> they only have tacos, he attempts to deport the entire staff. Upon finding out none of the staff is Mexican, he brags that he has all the best Mexicans working at Trump Tower. As you try to leave embarrassed, he loudly exclaims at you that he's never even met you and that you're a loser and a failure. Sad. <laughs> Hashtag sad. <laughs> so yeah. And he was gonna make he was gonna make them pay for the tacos. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he was raising a campaign uh, to pay for his tacos. That's a little bit of, a little true. bit of low hanging fruit, but I, I wanted to add to that list because I mean, what what Fill list is complete shells. without him? Fill those shelves. <laughs> Fill those shelves. <laughs> oh man. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, that's a really we good love tacos exercise. by the way. So just to make sure that we're not knocking Taco Bell. Love tacos. Okay, so yeah, let's go on at, at some of the the really fun stuff. No, I mean, we can. We can talk about what Trump said about the the South Korean movie oh, Parasite. Oh, Have you, you seen the movie to. personally that was pretty yet? pretty funny. No, I can't wait to, though. It Ditto. seems pretty Ditto. good. Like, I mean, a lot of people have been bringing it up for months and months, and then now people are just like, all right, it was a small movie, and it was really interesting and new, and... It was worthy of consideration, but in a in a year where there were things like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and apparently 1917, which I heard is fantastic. Um, that's what I mean. Like there are these ones where like these things are epics that'll be for the ages, and this one was just you know maybe something that was kind of kind of really good and interesting. Yeah, I don't know. it could sometimes be. Sometimes they go. I can't wait to see it. They go for the weird pick, but this looks like it presses all the buttons for me. But it's a weird pick that it's a foreign, that, uh, foreign yeah, language yeah. film. So that's but what really did, was Didn't we have a, a silent film it was, a few years ago with the artist? No, but then it was by a yellow man. It was by a yellow man. And that is what got Trump's yeah. buttons in this rally. And that's what, you know, that's what was hilarious. He, hasn't even, he admitted he hadn't like, even seen it. And he's going crazy. Right. About it. But he had to be racist and he had to talk about how they should make more movies like Gone with the Wind. <laughs> but could he be more out of touch? That's so ridiculous. Like, <laughs> Gone with the Wind. We're talking about a movie. When did that come out? It was the 30s, right? Let's be honest. It's Trump, like 80 years ago or something. Kind of, the kind of movies <laughs> that he watches are probably like his heyday, right? So Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, my God. Fatal Attraction. Everything from the 80s. Um, <laughs> Just, yeah. Uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn you know, Ross. I heard he actually. Like, these are the things. He like, won't watch where his Weekend big, at Bernie's anymore where, because of uh, Bernie Where his Sanders. big stupid suits fit in. <laughs> Okay, all, that, this is the kind of movies that he watched. What is uh oh, what is that movie? It's like the one where Michael Secret to My Success, where Michael J. Fox is working oh, in the Absolutely that is right up his alley. Absolutely. The uncle that Michael J. Fox like sleeps with, with the, the hot aunt. aunt or whatever. <laughs> 
Yeah, right. That is yeah. the Donald Trump, like, just... Trump's the uncle. Yeah, Trump Trump's is the, the uncle. uncle. He's working. But no one's cheating He's on a Trump. moron. You know, come on. No, no. I think Melania is probably dead inside. She does not have a sex drive because he is not fulfilling it. That is for damn oh. sure. I don't care how she, much medication he's on if, if there is he's any life after her. all the cheeseburgers and the lies yeah. every day cheeseburgers lies tv naps that's it she's she looks so hollow every time she appears anywhere i've never seen gross and people it, it's amusing to me the way that people talk about her and i don't want to go on a whole tangent about melania trump but um what if she's just ai she's, i mean she is like this is the first lady and the, I love the conservatives out there. Like this is the first this robot, is the best lady. first lady we've had. She's so much better than that Michelle Obama. What the hell? Melania hasn't done anything. Oh my god! Michelle Obama Michelle, was one of the and most when people impugn Michelle Obama. It breaks my heart because she is such an amazing, what, strong, what did she nice, do forthright to woman. I don't understand. If you meet a woman on the street and she speaks to you like Michelle Obama spoke to America, you would say to yourself. This woman is a fucking saint. This woman is is trying to do nothing but good, and yet they nobody want to has come a reason. Nobody has lenses. a reason. To, it's just I just she just doesn't appeal Ooh. to me. Like okay, so you're saying no, she's from the other she party and she's to make black. school lunches like, good. That's, there's no she other wanted to make reason. school lunches healthy for the kids, and so you would cut down on the obesity epidemic where like they could say that. Um, I don't know, whatever the hell they were doing, sugary applesauce was your serving of fruit or fruit snacks were. I don't think it was ever fruit was. snacks, but that would be fantastic. You can't yeah, say like saying. they were too lenient and they were trying to bring a little bit of greenery into these kids' lives, especially when a lot of them in the inner city when they're getting on yeah, the paid food lunch. Which is a program, great thing. It's like two two or three out of the three meals that they get in a given day. You kinda wanna make sure that there's some nutritional standards and they can't just keep cutting their way to the bottom. It's like yeah. yeah. Those those kind of standards do need to be in place. And, and those maybe are, if there's some speed bumps along the way, bipartisan. I mean, when I see people, if, it's it's not bipartisan because then you have people who say they can't implement it, or oh no, it was but, ketchup. That was what it was. Ketchup. But was people the best want that. Ever. That was in the people 90s. Want, want better lunches. I see conservatives and right wingers all the time on my social media posting uh, articles comparing like you know, school lunches in uh, Japan or Germany or France or Brazil. Any, any country, you name it, to school lunches like we have. And all of their stuff is so healthy. There's greens. And they're like, this is pathetic. And they show like the worst example okay, but, of Okay, but all right, lunch. you know what they're doing? They're denigrating it to the effect that they want to um, talk shit about government. But they're she saying, comes in and she wants at, to look make at what it our better. Government and that's does. a problem now? The, the, the absolute just tribalist, oh, I, I can't, I can't take it. The only, I can't think of one reason anyone would not like Michelle Obama other than she's liberal or she married a liberal and or she's black. Uh, she's super nice. She is amazing. I, I think she's the best I, – I, as far as our lifetime, you know, I didn't exist in the old uh, the old days. I wasn't an Eleanor Roosevelt child, but um, she's been the best first lady of our lifetime, so. Well, you know, you know if Hot you take. were blindsided by the whole <laughs> movement – you thought Nancy Reagan was cool. I mean, but the, the just Clinton say no was thing. A darling let's be to some, that's for sure. And Lady Bird Johnson and Jackie Kennedy obviously was first lady of the nation. Yeah, but I mean, uh, for a lot of people, uh, it, let's be serious. She was no Lady Bird, and she was definitely no Eleanor. Mm-hmm. So that's for um, sure. But yeah, I, I don't think Nancy Reagan. 
we're talking first ladies. Her whole thing was the anti-drug campaign. Which we shouldn't be. No, we we're shouldn't. Done. Her whole thing was the anti-drug <laughs> campaign. And we look back now. Yeah, exactly. And that is not good. That is a failed experiment. It was a failed was experiment. And she she railed and the harness against the marijuana. Pot. Like, oh. Yeah, the devil the worst. For sure. It's going to warp thy mind. Hey, we believed it. At least I did. I was a little kid. It's like, oh my God. I saw that cartoon special, All Stars Against uh, Drugs or whatever, that special with all the – it had like Slimer <laughs> yeah. and like uh, Garfield and like the Ninja Turtles all teamed up. They got that Hell got that yes. kid to stop smoking drugs. Bring me that Saturday morning marketing into my influence. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. You know, of, my, I was uh, of my moral terrified standard. of drugs. Terrified of how evil they were. Oh, so yeah, enough with the first ladies. Uh, I don't know how we got in that tangent, but uh, yeah, Trump and his his whole thing about uh, <laughs> the movies. I don't know what he watches. I don't know what modern movies he's watching, but it's just hilarious and it's just so indicative of who he is for him to be talking about trade with South Korea when he's discussing the Oscar for Best Picture. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's a small it's, man it's so it's a small man with a lot of time oh, to fill. it's enough we got the you bad trade think about it if you imagine now they got best picture <laughs> all these if you imagine all these in, individual rallies as individual radio spots like his boy rush limbaugh then you can imagine mm-hmm. that he's got to have a lot of new material and just whatever comes to his mind and it's just there's no filter it's right out of his mouth you know i and it, it's it's all a very old man bad. I had a theory about that actually. I, I was if let's say we go back to twenty sixteen. Let's go back to twenty fifteen before his campaign ever really got rolling. Do you think if Trump had no Twitter account, let's just erase his Twitter right off the bat, and all of his speeches and answers and campaigns and debates, all of these were pre written for him professionally, and every he was just reeled in. To where he was reserved and said exactly what was fed to him. I personally think that more liberals would like him and be more inclined to vote for him, and more conservatives would not like him and be less inclined to vote for him. Based just on that. And ironically, I, th- I guess. I mean, that's not even that's not even like an experiment that is worth looking I, at in my you opinion. Don't, I, because his appeal is ninety percent what he says. Not what he does. Well, but that's my point. Him having the same policy um, as, as he does. But he doesn't. He, he doesn't have liberal policies for the no, most part. No, he, he doesn't. That, but that's, that's another, what I'm saying. That's an argu- another argument exactly. altogether. Exactly. What I'm saying, though, is, is liberals altogether, just based on the fact that he would speak differently, would be more inclined to vote for him. And he probably would run away with this election if he had those liberal votes. Because No, I'm not saying I'm, that. I'm saying I, So, that. all right. Here's, here's I'm what saying that right now. would happen. If he just shut his mouth and he ran on his record, it is well documented that he would win in a landslide against anyone that went up against him simply on the strength of the economy. If that's what you mean, then yes, I understand. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying the irony of that is – Okay. Well, that was a roundabout way of saying – But I wanted to come back to the idea that ironically, if he would have been that way, he also never would have won in 2016 to begin with. Correct. That's what I was saying okay. initially. Like you would never get to where you're at with him in office if he wasn't putting personality. Right. First. It's just a strange catch twenty two. I think it actually speaks a lot about both parties that if you shut his stupid ass up for a ten minutes, liberals would like him more and conservatives would like him less. 
No, there's nothing to like about it. I'm sorry. There's nothing not, to like not as a like, liberal. But about they'd be Trump. more inclined to, to cast their vote that way. And conservatives just the opposite. I don't think so. I don't I still don't see it because his policies fucking blow. He sucks. I think there are okay. Let's say moderate liberals. I'm I'm talking about not people who are decided. <laughs> I'm talking people who are on the fence, but maybe they lean left. Not people who Uh yeah, you're gonna catch a lot more people in the middle if he wasn't such a moral black hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> you're boiling it down too far it's not just about that it's it's about the the idea that we are not just his his entire personality but just the way that he speaks the things that he says the idiotic things like talking about best picture and comparing it to trade with south korea stuff like that right so right there you have idiocracy mixed with bad policy mixed with xenophobia which one do you want to talk about first? well if you take all those away all of the xenophobic things, all nothing. of the idiotic things nothing. he says. You have, n- you, have n- you have him saying But why nothing. are those things the things that draw in the right wingers? They're all viewed as so negative easy. things. Come on. And if you take them out of his mouth, no. they like him less. I don't get it. It's all us versus them. So you catch an us versus them on each one of those topics. And that way you know that you're with him if you associate with either one of those uses. So, so if you're an us on... <laughs> Me versus Korea. If is you're an xenophobia us on and us versus old them? school versus <laughs> new school film. Okay. If you're an us on, you know, like anything that he listed. Oh, you're you mean you have a chance to get on board saying, with, okay. and that's where he catches. You're saying us versus them, like South Korea. The, us versus them, people who aren't American. Is that what you mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's I'm see. saying that he likes to divide and conquer whenever possible, so he will give a list, and they don't even have to all be on the same team. That's why you have evangelicals mixed with just the dirtiest scoundrels in the world because they're all getting a piece of the pie that he's delivering. But what about him? Just, I mean, words like hamburgers. I know that's twice this episode I've used that word. But the the, the things no, that are it's also well documented stupid. that when you start making fun of people's grammar, the base gets even stronger behind him because they feel that they're being oppressed as well. Like, oh, they're making fun of the stupid people, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Everybody knows that that is not a good way to go, and nobody gives a shit in terms of changing minds. Uh, it, it, we're far beyond that because kofefe, kofefe, kofefe. Right, right. Uh, I know. That was, but that just seemed like a, a, a slip up of, uh, like he accidentally hit send on something when he didn't mean to be typing. Like you're. It did, and so when he doubled down on it is what made it national that, That's true, but him doubling down on it is so stupid, and if he didn't double down on things like that, the, the moderates would like him more, and, and if if he didn't double down on it, the conservatives would like him less. It's, I don't... Correct. It, this man leads by example. He leads by his brashness. He leads by his unapologetic attitude. It's just such a backward state. What more do you want to say? The us versus them what mentality. More do you want to say? It's just the civil war that our country is, is living in right now. It's ugh. He wants it, man. He really does. And it's so funny for Oh, it's why this, he won like, the election. Totally cloistered <laughs> baby to want to incite a race war where he thinks he's got all these good old boys from the south. I mean, this guy is nothing but uh, a bully who's been able to exercise power on people he's lucky he grew to be tall because he's a very small man overall yeah I, well if you're living on the left at, in any manner of uh, modern modern politics nobody thinks that trump is as smart as he is 
the way that the right wing does. Nobody thinks that he's eloquent or successful the way that the right wing does. And there, I think they, it's a tongue in cheek belief. They know that he's a fucking asshole. Do and you that he's think, an idiot. I think they've convinced themselves that what he says as idiotic as it is, that's what makes him smart. Like he's got some kind of a, he's a, he's no, beyond all a of our you, comprehension. Man. He's figured it out. And we're just not on his it's level. It's not three-dimensional chess. No. <laughs> nobody nobody believes that. That take is ridiculous. He appeals to the It's a take that I've brain. literally heard. I, of course, absolutely. It's a really hot take. And it's something that has to be seen in the light of people thinking about his conspiracy theory associations. Sure. And him doing like these little movements during his speeches that are calls to the far right or whatever and white supremacy. And you can go down that no. rabbit hole and think that he's triple thinking everything but it out. Works but he's also having a lot of people who do that kind of thinking and are associated him. with those circles who are, you know, preparing yeah. his speeches yeah. and things like that. So, yes, there is a layer to it. But in terms of him, he is just trying to inflict as much pain on his enemies as possible and be as spiteful as and he it can. And it somehow worked. And abuse his power. It's, it's, worked. it's an accidental masterpiece. Of a, of a political campaign. What I say is, like, when people were wondering how women were able to get behind him in the 2016 election, I said, time out. How many fucking assholes do you know? Like, men. How many people are fucking just dicks? All right. And, you know, they're, they're assholes till the day they die, some of them. And I bet a lot of them are married. All right. So, how many women in society are kind of assimilated to living underneath the the rule of an, an the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. How many women think that is exactly <laughs> totally fine? Well, guess what? There's your Trump supporting woman right there. There's your uh, woman who says you should have known better than to get raped. There's your person who is excusing away a million different ridiculous things that you know, generations before us thought we're just fine and we know better. And, and that's what we're fighting against is just this ridiculous, um, archaic notions of how society should be run. Essentially. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's interesting. Um, the way that the, the right seemed like such a mess in 2016 and there was that groundswell of, uh, Trump supporters just willing to vote. Not, they weren't even Trump supporters at that time. They were anti-left. They were willing to vote for anyone to, to take the White House back. I think that finally the far left progressives and the moderate left liberals, the classic Democrats, the established Democrats, it doesn't matter. I think all of them are kind of in unison on one thing, even if they're Bernie boys or, you know, they're with uh, Warren or Mayor Pete or whatever. At the end of the day, they're just going to vote against Trump based on the same exact laurels that the right did in 2016 that, against hillary i would hope that his, his the distaste that the country has for him is enough for him to go down because i think a lot of people might have taken for granted that maybe hillary clinton was going to win and they didn't understand the groundswell that he had in 2016 and i think that same thing's going on now with the right wing i I they are think, so no, confident. No, no, no. I think that I think that they are counting on their numbers to turn out, and that they are going to. Oh, they are. They, they are absolutely are because there was so much money behind Trump at an early stage. He was running for re-election the day after his inauguration. Like this is a man who has his shit locked tight. 
and he knows his numbers at the bottom are 40%. What one of the Democratic candidates can you say can walk up to the microphone and say, fuck you to the entire crowd and say, I got 40 locked yeah. up right now? Uh, it's Yeah, his base. Who can say I got 40 locked up right now? No, Nobody. they're going to get a, a better turnout. This guy, they're, no in, they're in an uphill no battle because they're dividing and conquer right now. And he is essentially been a machine since he's been in office of consolidating the power and and he's going to make sure that they they get out so i don't know he's not going to have to at the bottom they're always going to have the better numbers i mean these these people get a dopamine rush just pressing the trump button on their little ballot so it's it's something they can't wait to do and i think you're (laughs) i don't think they could wait to do it in 2016 either it's going to be tougher because the the left is going to be a little lethargic the bernie bros aren't going to be as pumped to go out and vote for Elizabeth Warren. That's my point. Like you really have to understand your distaste um, against your favoritism for your candidate. Yeah. And you have to put that, you have to put that aside. And when people don't, I get really, really disappointed. I mean, I get, my head explodes when people are apathetic to voting in general or like understanding how politics it doesn't matter. Your vote doesn't society. matter. <laughs> They're all the right. same. They're so all the same. That, I can't hear that. I go, I go away real quick when that. Oh, starts it's the happening. worst. Um, because yeah, I, I, I can't. I, I don't have enough time, energy, or patience to spell out why it does matter. So, I and I'm, I'm not gonna make, make them care. No, so I'm done. But those I'm are out. people's minds that you actually sometimes can't change too. But who has the effort to do it? All you can't, and I do. It's just like it's like, do I have the yeah. time today for that? I don't. I don't have the effort in me for it to te- keep doing it. Nobody's paying me. I'm not. I'm not Puff Daddy with my voter die. It's a case by case basis. <laughs> it really is, and it depends on if I'm hanging out in a swing district God, or Puff, not. I said Puff I mean? Daddy right there. Was he was he, he P Diddy? Diddy yet when he did voter die, or was he still Sean Combs? Was he, was he Sean Puffy Combs still? I don't. I don't, oh, I don't, I don't remember know. what year that what was. Is he the now? voter die. I think he's just Diddy now, or maybe he went back to P Diddy. If he's not P Diddy anymore, I want to be P Diddy. He's probably P Comb. Pecomi, Pecomi, I'm with that. Yeah, yeah. And again, if he's not that, now I want that one too. I can be Pecomes. Absolutely. He probably trademarked all of them. He has all the websites, all the domains. <laughs> all of them are just a picture of his face. Don't even try. Don't even step. <laughs> all right. Enough of this child's play. Let's talk some politics. All right. I'm confused at what we were talking about, but okay, go ahead. Well, you know, like we have to talk about. What's going on in the future? We have to talk about what's going on. Not the past. Forget Party. 2016. What's going on? That's right. What's going on right now with, with those crazy Dems? Well, I mean, we had another week. It was you know, it was another it week. It was a week. I counted <laughs> seven days. <laughs> right, right. So we had another debate. What would you think about that? Um, It was much ado. It was crazy. It was much ado about what we're used to. What what we're getting used to with this group of candidates, it's it's kind of a it's it's a flurry of of insults and a, kind of a, a circus and a shit show if you want to call it that. But uh, and very reminiscent, by the way, of the the 2016 Republican panel <laughs> that we were looking at up there. But um, overall, yeah, I heard somebody make some really good comparisons to the field of candidates. Oh, with it's this crazy. One. 
um, on the opposite party. But like having Bloomberg come in and totally lay an egg, let's totally I mean, lay. He the was lead supposed here, to be this crazy curveball coming in, and this dude was beyond embarrassing. He was, he was sucks. so he unprepared. Sucks. Like, yeah, I'm gonna come in. Like, dude, you haven't even been on a ballot yet. <laughs> Like, Nobody like prepped you on the NDA stuff. What were you? What you were? He had say? nothing. Nothing. He was cowering. It, it was. It was really bad. He got really defensive, and he seemed like a small man. He, he seemed did. like a, a a bit of an a vindictive. Not not in the literal sense. Maybe but maybe you the- work. <laughs> yeah, maybe you work real hard, and maybe your nose to the grindstone, but you don't seem very likable unless you're you know a pal of yours. And, you know? I don't know. Like, he doesn't seem like a, a uniter. No. I mean, he's coming here. Like, we all know the guy is basically full of Republican policy to begin with. Um, He's full of pro-business policy. Yeah, that's for he, he just sure. feels like the, the Democratic version of I Trump. I think socially he's, he's, he's hopefully trying, but he has been um, an independent and a Republican for a lot longer than he's been a Democrat. I oh, think. 100%. Yeah, so that was really weird, and... Um, just seeing like interesting things along the way in the debate, right? You had well, who do you think? Uh, who do you think Warren. won the debate? Warren was attacking. That's Bloomberg. my winner right there is Liz Warren. I think she had the best debate, right? And then she was attacking Pete and Amy. She, but she never she laid a hand everyone on Bernie. But Bernie, like it was, was crazy. Nice. The one person you'd think. So tell me that you know why? Tell me that doesn't mean brokered convention. She doesn't want to put a divide. She she already knows that she's turned off some Bernie Bros with their accusations about him saying. A woman right. couldn't be president. She wants to, she wants to stay in good not. graces with the far left as Correct. much as possible and also seem like a centrist. So beat down on the records um, of your other centrist candidates. Yeah, I think she wants to realign her base with his a little bit and because she knows that's what's best for her. She's hoping that she's hoping that this thing is going to go into the convention split and it's kind of looking like it's it possible might because I, I'm thinking it is right now Uncle too. Joe Uncle Joe had a fantastic showing in that debate. <laughs> this guy. Uh, no, here's guy what I thought. I wrote down when I watched motion. it. I wrote down Joe Biden got his ad. Yeah, you did. I saw that you wrote that down. And what? What? This because honestly, like I saw Donald Trump going through his campaign speeches and stops and everything in the 2016 election cycle and looking at his health. And I'm wondering what kind of cocktails of drugs is oh, this I see man what you're being saying. put on? He is probably a, a yeah. product of Eli Lilly or something, right? Like he is, he is probably engineered at this point um, to to be optimal uh, 16 hours a day or whatever he has to be. And I saw what happened with Joe Biden, and it was like a turnaround. It was like the lights went on and the fire came on and the synapses were firing. And it wasn't like anything we had seen in the past, like eight months or whatever. And I was like, all right, this is cool. But like, what's going on? But at the same time, I don't give a fuck. It's better to see a lucid Joe Biden. Um, And that's it was just it was interesting, right? Like he kind of seemed like he's back. Yes, it was. It was more like it was flashes of his old self. And um, but he's back and he's back and he's back in time. He's back in time for Super Tuesday, which means yeah. that all this momentum that Bernie might have gotten could be washed away. And you could be looking at a really split and tight race between two or three candidates. And then it goes to the convention. And who knows? Yeah, where did he where did he there. land in uh, New Hampshire again? I, I didn't see where he placed or I did, but I forget. In the yeah. Hampty Hams. What was he like? He was down there. 
It was this was like yeah, his was dark period. And then uh, yeah, he was he had a nice second place. Well, I guess uh, uh, Booty Jug is kind of contesting if he was second place, but uh, it, it seems like Biden was. In Nevada. Yeah, in Nevada here. Uh, it seems like Biden probably uh, got second here, even though Bernie trampled everyone. Um, Bernie got, he got almost half yeah. the votes. Which is All crazy the delegates. because it was crazy. We were talking about the uh, the Culinary Workers Union going against Bernie. And I don't know. Do you know anything about uh, that? Just based on what uh, you've mentioned, and I've, I've looked at it, um, I, I think at the end of the day it's not going to matter uh, because – well, no, it didn't matter because the, he ended up winning the state. But it was it was an interesting. Oh, um, was it just it was just case. union in Nevada union workers. The culinary workers union, which is everybody in Nevada. Oh, but we're talking just everybody works just for in the, Nevada. Okay. Was, yeah, yeah, and it's. But I it's misunderstood the, the article. It's, <clears throat> well, no, it, I think it's a national union with like state chapters, obviously. So, or local chapters, or I don't know, however it works. But the important thing is, it's one of the most po- one of the most powerful unions in the entire country, and they fought for the best health care the country has for anyone. It's better than any private plan you've ever seen. It has no copays, no deductibles, health care. It's like it's essentially Bernie Sanders's plan, but employee okay? provided. But. Yeah. Union negotiated and employee provided. I, that's understood. That's the, that's the whole point about unions, but, right? So you I think have, we get that. It's, the point is, is that you had Bernie who's talking about Medicare for all and taking that away from them. So what happens when you have a candidate promising almost what you have to everyone and then you have seeds of uncertainty being sown around you that it's not going to be able to be implemented? And so you don't want to take away what you have in the hopes of possibly giving it away to everyone well, that's else. A, it's a burden so in hand it right really, now. It they a, know that they already have it. So, But it's an exercise in <laughs> civics and civility. Yeah, I, it's, it, right? It's certainly not. You're thinking about somebody it, who – and I'm here. I'm, I'm listening to people on podcasts who are interviewing people in the union and they're saying, you know what? It is important to see if we can extend these rights and privileges to everyone because it, it's, it's really important. And there's no reason that, they, that we shouldn't be able to do this when everyone gets together and understands the benefits that these types of programs. Well, I think have. their belief is probably that they're worried that it may not work out exactly. I mean, look, Obama promised a certain thing. Obamacare was not that. They may, they're probably concerned right. that they're going to lose the fantastic coverage they currently do have. For something that's far lesser, and it's going to be pushed right. upon them. Kind of leads me to my next point, or my next little thing. Uh, John Oliver is finally back. I don't know if you watch him on I HBO. do. I haven't watched him in a couple months, but I, I'm, a, I'm a huge exactly. John Oliver fan. That's the point. This guy has gone silent forever. I am so pissed. He took essentially a quarter of the year off. Oh, these guys. And John Stewart did that, too. These guys all do that. Mm, John Stewart never took that long off. Never. We would get mad when John Stewart would take a week off. This well, he guy would, he'd always is being be gone extremely liberal with his vacation, and he only does once a week. John Stewart was doing the grind every day, so mm-hmm. it's it's night and day comparisons as far as I'm concerned. But I don't want to get into it. But anyways, he comes back and he's got a show, and his show is detailing Medicare for all, 
And I cannot recommend to everyone watching this because he, he likes to put these really important clips for free, even though it's an HBO show. He likes to put them up on YouTube for everyone to see because he di- he di- he digs deep on societal issues that um, people really need explained commonsensically. And he does a great job with Medicare for all. And it even changed my mind a little bit because essentially I was going into that thinking as a moderate Democrat, I can look at a public option and have a choice, but you really can't because there's so much wastefulness in keeping all this private system that you have to go all for none. And he kind of like, he swung me. He swung me. It has to be all or nothing. Um, And you know what? That is what John Oliver does best. Uh, He has a a way, and it's the same thing that John Stewart did best, a way of just He's kind of telling you plainly in layman's terms, and he makes it more interesting than your your it's your run of the mill stuff. All along, you just hadn't I... thought about it in the way that he's able to put it with a quippy writing and a great production cast. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic! And you know what? If this podcast really makes it, I'm gonna start like an infographics department where they just like make all kind of graphs and really cool oh, yeah. stuff to like illustrate all the things I'm i used to, to do talk stuff about. like that at my old job uh when i i basically did uh political kind of little segments on on screen and i i i, I copied know, pictures him. worth a thousand yeah, words those man. pictures i did it just like i totally copied him i put it up in the top my top right shoulder <laughs> there's the picture of whatever i wanted yeah yeah <laughs> so i was nowhere near as funny as him but uh that footage does exist on youtube <laughs> nice nice it forever lives on on the web <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're hurtling our way towards something that is essentially an outsider's candidacy in Bernie Sanders coming up against a incumbent insurgent in Donald mm-hmm. Trump, yeah. right? And it's it's really weird when you look at the comparisons, but I have got to say that the Sanders base lacks the one thing. It's the homogeny. Um, it's not the big tent all white people that Trump relies on. Like, I don't know if he's going to be able to build his coalition big enough. Are you talking about in the general election? Okay. Absolutely. Because if we're going to sit here and say that he's a presumptive candidate after his win, just for the time being after his win in mm. Nevada, we have to imagine what it's like trying to impose these socialist values on America, right? When he goes up against Trump in a general and he wants to get called a socialist, how is he going to defend his policies and how is he going to represent himself to a greater populace than just his ardent support? How is he going to approach the middle, I guess? Yeah. How is he going to sell them? A lot of it is is just convincing them that, or not even, it doesn't, I don't like the word convincing. How about exposing them to the fact that a lot of the propaganda and the idea and the numbers, God, that meme that was getting passed around this week, none of that stuff is real. There was this meme going around all week and it got destroyed by every fact-checking site within 24 hours and people continue to share. Okay. It was just a lie saying Sanders wants to increase the uh, minimum wage to $15, but he also wants to tax everyone at 52% all the way across the board. And so they did the, the math for mm. 52% of your $15 an hour wage for a year 
everybody's like, hold on, 52%. This is like, that's insane. Where did you get that information? But that kind of stuff circulates. And that's the kind of bullshit that's going to be circulating again because you know the Russians are going to do the same kind of thing they did. You know the Republicans are going to share a lot of the same kind of false media. And that's going to be Mm -hmm. his biggest hurdle is misinformation about what he really wants to do and misinformation about what uh, democratic socialism even means. So, Truth. Absolutely. Because you want to talk about, do you like your Medicare and your Social Security and all these things that are essentially shared? Things that have been around since FDR and LBJ. Do you like that stuff that we've had? <laughs> or, or, or that are like safeguards in terms of having a prosperous society. <laughs> do you, Would you like to instill that and um solidify that would you like to expand that to make it a more prosperous yes would you like to apply it because we can show you (laughs) essentially bernie's saying we can show you a profit sharing uh (laughs) method of running this place where everyone is going to be very happy even the richest among us you will still have enough money you will be mad that you don't have as much as much money but you will still have a shitload right and we're talking about taxation levels that are actually comparable to the 50s and 60s so we're talking exactly. We're talking about a progressive tax that is commonsensical. What are you gonna do? Like, I mean, he's he's got a, a big task ahead of him. If indeed he does win the ticket, uh, his running mate is going to be crucial. Um, we got a lot of time. Super Tuesday is going to tell us more about everybody, but I think for now, I'm I'm going to say Bernie is the presumptive winner. We've already had this discussion. Who's the best choice for his running mate right now? All right, so I'm not here to try and be presumptive about anything, even though prognostication can mm-hmm. be fun. I still think that Biden has a really strong chance. You think this. he could? Okay. And yeah. I, I, absolutely. Based on his showing absolutely. Tuesday, uh, yeah, he's not out of the race yet. But he feels like no, no. his campaign overall just think, feels like it's slowed down so much. He's going to have to keep that exact same momentum. And I'm telling you what, if he keeps going to the pharmacy, he's going to be just fine. <laughs> Keep picking up that Adderall script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, in terms of running mate, I don't know. We could talk about that down the road. Um, yeah, it, it's just uh, looking at the other candidates, you know, we, we uh is done. She's out. She had a terrible debate. Uh, she was never going to win to begin with. No, I know, but I thought you were talking about oh, running well, mates. Th- th- this is where I'm going with that. But she could still come back. And maybe be somebody's running mate. I, I, I'm maybe. I mean, her, she, she was sure. never going to be president. But uh, now that we know she's for sure out of the the running, she could start preparing. Her team could start preparing, uh, essentially a bid for someone to pick her as her running mate. So I think she, she would Possibly. run very well next to a Bernie or a Liz Warren. Yeah, as long as they get along. She didn't seem to like Mayor Pete in the uh, debate too much, so hopefully she doesn't have any animosity towards either. No, and uh, Warren didn't seem to like her either, but, you know, I'm not sure Warren likes anyone. She had some really harsh words for uh, old Bloomy after uh, all was said and done, just pretty much comparing him to Trump, and she was making a lot of really low Yeah, but apparently they were talking to each other really cordially in the commercial break, so what do you know about that? Like... What do we actually know? Oh, yeah. Like, they're probably standing up there like, hey, can you believe all these rubes? Or who the fuck knows? She was talking to a group of her own supporters. So obviously, yeah. yeah. But from what I understand, her and Bloomberg were talking to each other like nothing had happened minutes before. 
while the while the cameras weren't rolling. I mean, you know. So that's 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 really interesting. It's always it's cool almost to akin hear to professional like wrestling. Like, hmm. You know, a lot of it's a exactly. Show. So. Yeah, you got it. They go and they take off their makeup in the same dress. <laughs> exactly. <room. laughs> out having dinner later. Um. All right. So, how about we move on to sp- 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 sports? Yeah. Did you watch this fight last I night, did. dude? I did. I didn't get to watch it, but I watched. I I rewatched the first one, and then I watched all the highlights once it was over. So tell me. Um, about there's really very little to say. It was a one-sided performance. <laughs> like it seemed it like felt it, like man. Uh, I don't know if you watched uh, Lennox Lewis fight uh, Holyfield back in like the the late nineties. Uh-huh. It was it was where yeah. you you could just feel it the entire time. It just felt like there was a one uh, guy who was just outmatched, and Fury. God, I don't know how else to do it, but he brought the fury. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. From what it sounded like, he was far less technical than the first fight, and he was just out there ready. He to was scrap. out there for real, and he landed a couple. That's in the cool, seventh. man. I can't wait to see. Yeah, it. he landed a couple in the seventh where you're like, oh, yeah, and they called it, and you were yeah. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, I saw one where he had a knockdown on a body blow that he precisely brought to this cat's ribs. Yeah. And he was backpedaling to begin with, but it chopped him down like a tree so impressively. I was like, man. Wilder looked just outmatched. He he looked like he looked crazy. He looked weaker. He looked like he was on the defensive. Because his speed, Mm -hmm. his speed in the first first fight was 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 such a big deal. And he. It was dangerous, man. You could tell. And the announcers kept talking about that. Out talking second. about his speed. And I was like, yep. I'm not seeing it right now. <laughs> so, um, right. It was, uh, you know, it was a fight. Like I said, this is the, this is the cool worst because... uh, month for sports by far, in my opinion. I said that on a previous show. But that hey, was, you a, know what? You're probably that was a right. Fight to have in the middle because I love boxing. You and I are both boxing guys over MMA guys. Yeah. So we're old school, whatever. Yeah. But, um, it, the sweetest in a very slow, season. very slow sports month. It was a very fresh fight to have because sometimes you you want to see them mix it up and spar, but sometimes, man, the funnest fights are those late nineteen eighties Mike Tyson two round bouts where he just beat dudes down, and this felt like sure. felt like Fury was just putting putting as hurt long as them. it's fifteen seconds of fire. That's better than a yeah. dud. That's better than it's a better lot than of that. These, what was um, the the fight with uh Floyd and uh um. Oh, any Floyd, any, exactly. any Floyd any fight, Floyd Mayweather but that fight. that one was is so underwhelming. Yeah. So he he's Get just out of here. No, but when you have heavyweights, when man, exactly, you got heavy. They're not dancing all the time. They're throwing punches. Personalities. It's yin and yang. It's oh, it was man. good. They, it's unconventional. We haven't had straight power with bare knuckle fifth generation. Yeah, we haven't Pikey, had big bouts like that in a long is. time either. I miss it. I miss that kind of stuff. Yeah, very exactly. So there was a draw, dude, and I wish, you know, like I couldn't get out of the house for it, and it was like seventy bucks. So yeah, I was. I, I wouldn't that have seen it if I wasn't at a buddy's house who was uh, getting it. So um, I was at a house yeah. house party. So nice. it was either that or the bar. Good place. To yeah, because the bars always get it. Cost them like thousands of dollars, but it's well worth their money. Um, Right. But yeah, it was it was really good to see that you know after and you know I love guys like Pacquiao. Don't get me wrong, but after a while, the lightweights, the welterweights, like give me these mean, give me these Evander Holyfields and these Mike Tyson's back in the ring. That's what I want to see. Hell yeah! But that's that's pretty much all that's been going on in the sports world. We're almost to March Madness. No, I'm excited for March. Not just March Madness too. I love March. All the good stuff coming up. 
Yeah, breaking out of winter. There's a lot of there's a lot to look. It's forward great. To. It feels like you got the first day of spring, which means finally the days are longer than the nights. You got daylight savings time. Mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day, March Madness basketball. So much good stuff coming in March. Daylight savings time is my favorite day. I of the love year. it. I love when that clock goes forward. I'm one of these weirdos that oh. sets every clock to the same second in the house so that it's all in sync. And uh, I, I have such a great time doing that on daylight savings time. <laughs> I stay, I sit there at wow. seven o'clock with still daylight out, and I'm like, I know I'm a freak about that stuff. I have no idea why. That is I weird. set them to the exact atomic clock time. <laughs> Hilarious. Down to the second. Is that like in Colorado or something? Where is that one? The atomic clock? There's like this one. Yeah, there's one like main clock. Yeah, somewhere. well, it, no, it's the official time. Uh, and it's it's widely. It's the time, man. You can look it up. It's There's an atomicclock.com, but it, it's why your phones are all in sync. Love so it. So they're, they're all attached to the atomic clock. So, but yeah, excited for March. We got Mardi Gras coming up. Hell yes. Have you ever been to New Orleans? I have, but not for Mardi Gras. So. Yeah. Oh, man. I got there just for just one time for it. And that was like something that changed my life forever. You got there just in time for Wow. It kind of feels like when I was there, I was like, this still feels like Mardi Gras. This still feels like of a course. major party. <laughs> yeah. No, you're going to be fine kind of at any time of year. I was actually. like, oh, man, there's Me no parties. I would like to go down for, uh, for Jazz Fest just because. We want to go for something that's a little more music centric. That's what I would like to do. Than just party music centric. and food and yeah, yeah. Because I don't, you know, I'm I'm about Ooh. to get married. Like, what am I going to do? Bring beads. <laughs> You're going to want to eat. You're going to want to, you know, listen. Yeah, to some listen good to jams. some some actual that classic jazz. Get some uh, ca- jam some capital, Cajun Raisin food in my States. in my belly. That's what I'm there for. Mm-hmm. Some crocodile bites. Oh, anything. I'll Gator take all bites. that stuff. I love crawfish, crawdads, whatever you want to call. Them. Uh-huh. Give me all that stuff. You got it. Some fried nutria. <laughs> I'm not sure I know what that is. <laughs> that sounds like something you'd get in Australia. And like, here's your nutria. Here's your Vegemite. It's a <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to want to eat it. It's like a dirty, dirty groundhog. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds horrible. I hope that's not the commercial for it. <laughs> it's a dirty, dirty groundhog. No, it's not Australian. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I wish you a good Mardi Gras, Happy Fat Tuesday. Yeah, I'll get up there. I, I'm not Catholic, but uh, I'll tr- I'll give something up for Lent anyway because that's fun. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I will not. well, you're not Catholic either, so you don't have to. But I always think it's fun to just say I'm giving something up for Lent. Oh man, I was raised Greek Orthodox. We give up a lot of shit. For oh, Lent, you guys, man. yeah, we have Orthodox. We give stuff up all year. All kinds That's of That's right. Up. We give stuff up even more than the Catholics just because we can. And it's yeah. a race. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give up uh, fish yeah. sandwiches on Friday just to help balance out the uh, the economy. Sure. And you're going to get maybe some, I don't know, maybe fresher ones on a Thursday. Yeah, for sure. When the guys, no, nobody's ordering them on Thursday and Saturday because they're like, oh, we're getting fast food Friday. Where's that fillet of fish? <laughs> no, don't order. Don't order them Saturday. They're gonna be really old. <laughs> Those are the leftover ones. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Good talk today. Then you'll be all sick, and you you won't be ready for Sunday show. Yeah, I, so. That would be the worst case scenario. Take care of yourself, bro. We need you next week. I will try my best to eat only the freshest of fish, and uh, do your best to uh, keep learning more about uh, getting the little one to sleep easy. Oh my God, she is. She's in the other room ready to bite my head off as soon as I go in there because I've I've left her 
I've left her a scream for a few minutes now, and she's not liking oh, it. Oh, man. Well, give her a very loving middle <laughs> finger from me. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good hello. So that's in her, her favorite. World, that's a yeah. okay. Yeah, you got all it. All right, everyone take care, and let's all chat again next week. All right, later on, Home Slice. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Born to be Mild podcast. As always, our theme music is brought to you by Ryan Little. Find him on SoundCloud. If you like what we do, please go rate us and review us in the iTunes store and tell your friends. Word of mouth that this podcast is fun, informative, and worth someone's time is the best advertising this show can do, and we need your help to accomplish that. Thanks in advance. Much love. We really have a blast doing this. For Pete Crawford, I'm Ron Cabuno. Have a good week.